Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. There's a very exciting piece of research being done at the moment and an Irish group is head, neck and tail of it. As, as they say, and they're asking a question and a, a paper was published in one of the biggest journals, one of the biggest immunology journals in the world recently. Why do some people not get COVID-19? They, we all know of a family, for example, where COVID-19 flew through the house. One person might have got very sick, everyone got a bit sick, one person got nothing. It flew through the house and one person avoided it. We all know a situation like that at this stage. There's research going on now as to why that is the case. And one of the people involved in that research is Professor Cleena O'Farrelly, who is Professor of Comparative Immunology at Trinity College in Dublin, and I'm joined now by Professor Farrelly. Uh, good morning to you. Morning, PJ. Very exciting research, which I'll get to in a, in a while, but you wrote a piece in, in, in the Times... Uh, professor, which says, despite all our efforts, we find ourselves with the Delta variant swirling across the country and throughout the world. Should we despair? No, we shouldn't. Expand on that a little. Well, this is just an extraordinary virus and uh, it gets everywhere. And uh, who would have believed this time last year, us immunologists thought we wouldn't have a vaccine against it. But we do. We have some wonderful vaccines. But powerful and all as these vaccines are, they're not perfect. And the virus is, is um, able to um, infect even if people are vaccinated. So um, we really have to, I think we're, we're looking at the long haul here, I'm afraid. I know people won't want to hear that. But uh, I think we've an awful lot to do before we, we're actually out of the woods. And unfortunately, people sometimes have to be told what they don't want to hear. And that is <laughs> one of those That's facts. Do, do we know, Professor... Why Ireland, or is there any idea out there as to why Ireland, with such a high level of vaccination and people have queued up for hours for their vaccines, do we know why with such a high vaccine, vaccination rate we're not doing as well as other parts well, of the it, EU? It is a puzzle because, because we, as a nation, we should absolutely be congratulating ourselves for um, the wonderful response to those vaccines. Our vaccine uptake has been just fantastic um, and uh, the, the, the rollout of the vaccine strategy has been just amazing on the part of the HSE. Um, but of course, you know, it hasn't been um, uh, licensed for children, young people below 12. So that's mm. a huge number of people who are all mixing around. But um, the other the topic that was on just before 
war earlier, I think that's a major difference between us and um, mainland Europe is um, our reluctance to really enforce the vaccine certificates. So uh, that, that and also antigen testing. So those are two tools that I think we're not using to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, in, in, in your line of work are saying at the moment we should have and we should do more with antigen testing to, to mm. help to bring this under control. Exactly. Let's, let's focus for a moment on the genetics of the condition. They, they are interesting. And like I said in my introduction, we all know of a family where COVID flew through the household but one person emerged unscathed. In fact, one person, when everybody else had tested positive, one person resolutely tested negative. That's obviously worth researching, and that's what you are researching. Yes, yes. Um, I've been interested in this for quite a while, and some of your listeners will, will know the um, the anti-D story where women got um, contaminated anti-D back in the 70s. Yes. And uh, a whole lot of work was done on the women who became infected. But I was always really interested in the fact that it was clear that um, many women got HCV-contaminated anti-D and did not become infected with HCV. And so that started me down the road on trying to figure out what is it about the immune system of people who do not get infected with a virus. Uh, what, what, first of all, how does it happen? And then what can we, how can we use that knowledge to help people who do get infected? Now, you're working with experts around the world and already you've discovered a few things. In, in layman's yes. terms, what are they? Well, well, we haven't actually made a discovery yet about the uh, sensitivity or uh, about the resistance to the disease. The group that we're working with started off looking at um, the genetics of those who get very sick. And this group is led by Jean-Laurent Casanova, who's based in the Rockefeller in New York and in um, the Pasteur in Paris. And there's about 80 groups around the world, including ourselves here in Ireland, that are part of this group. And in the first instance, they collected DNA from people who got very severely ill and made very important discoveries that um, there's a, a genetic change in the gene that codes for a very important molecule in the fir- first part of the um, immune response mm. in people who get very severely ill. And also another very interesting um, discovery, a second big paper was produced in, in science which showed that 15% of people who get very severely ill make autoantibodies. So it's kind of like they develop almost, their immune system starts reacting against themselves, against type 1 interferon, which is a really important protein for helping us fight against viruses. So those were all the discovery, those were discovered, and they're still... So hold on, in layman's terms, Professor, is that what, so does this mean that in some people who get really, really sick, their body also develops some kind of immune response to the medicine? Not to the medicine, not to the medicine, to their own, yeah, well, kind of, I suppose you could say, their own um, molecules. That's the other thing that we're trying to communicate is that the immune response against a virus is hugely complicated. Yeah. There are many, many moving parts yeah, yeah. and many proteins involved. But one of the most important ones that we have in our arsenal is what's called this type 1 interferon, which we all produce in, in significant amounts when we get infected with a virus, be it right. a, a common cold virus or a flu or anything. And it's really 
really important protein that helps um, um, mediate mechanisms that sure. kill off the virus. Now, it turns out that in some people, we so we make lots of it, and when we get very sick, we might make even more of it. But then, um, uh, when we get really, the people who are really sick or hospitalised, they, it's like as if their immune system, they're making so much of it that their immune system switches it off or something. Great. It's really quite extraordinary. Yeah. It's, it's, really fasc- it's fascinating science, but obviously, yes. there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff to be discovered. So, so what is the, oh. the hope of this research, Professor? Huge, huge amounts. So that, that, that's why the kind of um, the emergence of this group now interested in the resistance is looking at the other end of the spectrum, is looking at, as just as you very nicely introduced, um, to try and explain why some people, and again, as you say, everybody knows about them, um, the people who were exposed to the virus several times but still did not get infected. Again, we think this has got to do with um, the innate immune system and our work in the HCV people um, are, is supporting that. Um, we think that these people have got a very special um, or kind of effective innate immune system, which is the immune system that kicks into action immediately it encounters the virus. So this would be in the lining cells of your of your lungs, where as soon are and the upper nasopharyngeal tract. Mm. When the virus, when you breathe in the aerosol particles, the virus immediately tries to get itself into your epithelial cells because it's trying to replicate. It can't survive outside of the open. Yeah. It needs to get into your cells to replicate. And so we actually are all um, equipped with um, great defense mechanisms, even in those epithelial cells. So that's a whole thought of the immune system that people aren't fully aware of, yeah. that we have antiviral mechanisms in those epithelial cells. And we think that's where um, the first success happens in these people. So they okay. never actually, the virus never actually can get a foothold. Never, and start it never gets to bed down in their bodies, yeah. which is why they don't develop and presumably they don't develop exactly. a viral load either. Or do we know that? That's the point. Oh, no, no, no. That would be the whole point. These people, the virus just can't replicate. So they wouldn't develop a viral lo- any viruses okay. in their bodies. Well, and because they, this is the other interesting thing, because they don't get any viruses into their bodies, they don't actually make an adaptive immune response against the virus. So they won't have antibodies against them. They don't need the antibodies. Their body has managed to get rid of the virus before ever it got into the body, so, inside the body, you know. So again, my, my inner science student from many years ago mm-hmm. is asking the next yeah. question, Professor. Yeah. Isn't there some terribly exciting medical implications there if we could isolate why the why some human bodies do this? Exactly. So that's the whole thing. That's exactly it. If we can if we can get the secret of this, then maybe we can make better vaccines. That's exactly right. And but there's a whole lot of other science to be done about it because um if we try to boost the immune system that are actually on the surfaces, that's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. As you know, our current vaccines are injected into us and where the immune response happens is in our limbs nodes, which are uh, conglomerates of um, immune cells dotted around our bodies. And that's what makes the antibodies. But um, this discovery, or if we make this discovery, we haven't made it yet. Yes. Uh, But we're on our way to collecting people. We have to have very, very clearly defined people. So please, um, if I can say it here, don't inundate us with with, um, offers, even though we'd be very grateful of offers. I know, yeah. We've very particular people that we have to... um, identify like first. It, it, is, it is hugely <laughs> exciting science, but there's a lot of work to do exactly. yet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, we have, we have a nice website, the Viral Resistance Project, if people want to um, find out more about us. Just Google Viral Resistance Project and okay. you'll see it. And there's a little okay. bit there about the HCV work as well. There's a lot of talk about the vaccines fading and it looks 
almost inevitable that eventually we'll all probably have to get a booster. They've said we're going to start giving it to the over 60s very soon. We'll all probably have to get it. Could there be again something genetic here in that in some of us it'll fade faster than others for genetic reasons? Yeah, absolutely. There's another. There's very good. Um, there's very good reason to think that, and we're studying that amongst healthcare workers in St James's Hospital. Exactly that question: Why is it that some people make a stronger, longer-lasting immune response than others? It may also be to do. It may be possible that we may be able to make a vaccine um, that uh, that does um, induce persistent immunity. We know this variation. It's also to do with the virus itself. We know this variation in other viruses, like. Um, you know, we get MMR when we're children and yet we're, we're protected for essentially our lifetimes if, if we get the vaccine in childhood. And yet um, we know from flu that we need to get a new, um, uh, a new uh, vaccine every year. So it's to do as well with the virus, to both things. You're making a really good point. It's to do with the immune systems and the immunogenetics, the genetics that control the immune systems of individuals and also the, the virus itself. Because as, as a former science student, I'm endlessly excited by the level of research going on in this country. I really, really appreciate being with us uh, this morning. Um, Can I make just one point again, uh, when we talk about the boosters and what's happening in this country, PJ, um, we need to stay cognizant of the fact this virus is all around the world. And and our vaccines, this is why when you say, why are we doing worse than other countries? We're doing astonishingly better than a whole lot of countries around the world. There are so many countries that have no access to vaccine, whose healthcare work, I mean, there's heartbreaking stories coming from the hospitals in many, many countries around the world where the healthcare workers are just are, are, are dying and loads of people are dying. And I really think Ireland should be um, taking leadership on this and trying to find a way to get the technology so that other countries can make make the, the vaccines. All right, listen, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the opinion line this morning. Professor Kleena O'Farrelly, Professor of Comparative Immunology at Trinity College in Dublin. Thank you very much, Professor. Really, really exciting research and exciting science as we try to deal with this blast thing uh, into the future. Quartz 96 FM Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.